Oh, there he is. Hello. Sorry about that. Uh, I was having connection hey, issues. Hey, welcome. We're your perfect timing, Max. We just went live. Hi, how are you? Hi, hey, Max. How are you doing, Jen? I'm good. Wow, this is great. Doing, Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, everybody with the green team. Um, thanks for hanging out with us today. Man, after hearing, I, I was uh, listening on the radio last night to the, the coverage of the convention where they were putting front and center things like racial justice mm -hmm. and taking care of the climate and all these things and treating each other compassionately. Uh, and then every life matters equally. And it was like, wow, I've forgotten that, that we could actually have leaders that could could talk like that, at least. Um, yeah, and, and we've talked about that during our uh, webinars with the people in the group. So it's uh, it fit right in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. So today on the podcast, I've got Jim Sando and Max Sano. Um, I'm not sure if I pronounced, how do you pronounce your last name? Is uh, Sano is fine. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> okay. Um, and they're both from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. They're both part of the citizens climate lobby chapter there. And um, you know, when, when I've been reaching out to people and, and asking them if they are interested in doing something for the 2020 international climate action challenge, to taking some idea, getting it going within 90 days. I had a couple of people say, I can't think about that right now because I'm focused on the election. And I'm like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> That's exactly the kind of thing that if you work as a team and if you use some of these strategies that we're going to be doing in the in the whole process of, of jumpstarting your initiative and connecting you with mentors, you're gonna actually be able to make a bigger impact. So that's why I wanted to invite both Max and Jim to, to join us. And um, Max, I think I'll start with you. So you're a student uh, at a university and that must be pretty weird right now. I'm not sure yeah. what's going on with that. And so do you wanna just kind of introduce yourself and tell what what your connection is to this. Yes, absolutely. So uh, once again, my name is Max Seno and I'm a, a rising junior at Franklin and Marshall College and moving back has been a bit of a weird process. I've been in quarantine with family up until early July uh, back home. So coming back and taking the right precautions while also making sure I was prepared and I'm prepared for the incoming school Uh -oh. All the work that I've been doing with Citizens Climate Lobby uh, has started since my freshman year. So it really feels like this fall is like the culmination of all the work that we've been doing so far, especially with getting um, students involved. That was something that I noticed was lacking at, at um, FNM, even though there is a lot of interest, there's not a lot of, well, there was not a lot of organization in terms of uh, linking students with um, actual volunteer and activism opportunities and Citizens Climate Lobby has been, and Jim in particular has been very helpful with that. Uh, he's come to FNM and spoken about the work he's done and the, the work that Citizens Climate Lobby does, uh, getting local um, communities involved in the political process, registered to vote. And the biggest part of it is just not thinking of uh, the political process and of 
climate action as two separate processes, but uh, as one and the same. And I think that's something that Citizens Climate Lobby does a really good job with uh, in terms of its various tools and resources that it provides to for both the public and for policymakers. Cool. Well, thank you. And I think your video froze. I don't know if you want to like turn it, if there's a way to turn it off and back on. Oh, I can try again if it was, I can try to leave yeah. and come back if that. Or yeah, or see if you can turn your video off and back on maybe. Yeah. Stop your camera. Nope. That, I think I, it's, yeah, here. if you want to pop out and try and pop back in, because I know you said you yeah, had a work. connection. Yeah, sorry. There, there you, you go. go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. Uh, just try. I, I, you do whichever you want. Actually, I think it froze. A, yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll take this time to, uh, to Jim, would you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about uh, what all you guys are doing with Citizens Climate Lobby? Sure. I'm uh, Jim Sando, and I'm one of the co-leaders of the Citizens Climate Lobby uh, group in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. And... Um, this kind of all started for us when we had our Earth Day program canceled. And um, actually, what we had planned is is one of, the, I think, page 22 in your uh, workbook. Um, we had a group of young people going to come in and talk about what they think their lives will be like in 30 years. That was our Earth Day program. Oh, cool. <laughs> and it was all set up and then poof, you know, <laughs> so... Through much discussion, <laughs> we got uh, to thinking, what can we do that will really have an impact? And though Citizens Climate Lobby is nonpartisan, uh, voting is also nonpartisan. So um, we decided that we would try and get people that are interested in the environment to vote. And so that has become our project. And we picked three programs that actually will help you do that so you don't have to come up and invent anything new and uh, we have a, a phone option a letter writing option and a postcard option so we give people they can do all of them or they can do one of them and we we just want them to get involved in helping make people vote this year because uh, the environment is a big issue on the ballot this year so while we don't we don't say anything in our correspondence about endorsing a candidate. We do say vote for the environment. <laughs> mm, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Um, and how about you, Max? What are you guys? So, so do you have a group that's working together in the university or is it just you or how are you doing that? So there is a student organization called Environmental Action Alliance, and they are a student run group that works out of the Franklin and Marshall Sustainability Center. And the main work that they do is running uh, what's called the Fair Trade Cafe. So students every week, they make uh, a soup and grilled cheeses and other uh, like meals from locally sourced food, usually from community supported agriculture farms and do that. But a large part of the work too is just getting involved in the community, doing volunteer work with um, organizations like Alliance for Chesapeake Bay that does invasive species removal, but also Sunrise Movement, which has done um, a lot of different um, protests, including in Lancaster at Bins Park um, mm -hmm. in the fall last year. I was able to bring some students there. Um, and I know that that'll be something that students are gonna wanna keep doing this fall, especially with all of the other activism 
that has been going on, particularly the last few months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people think uh, that C CCL and Sunrise don't get along. We do. We, we work yeah. very well with them. <laughs> and uh, they are included in our emails, and they're frequently at our meetings. And we we uh, we work with them as often as we can. You know, and a lot of students, that I, like myself included, will like work with both organizations mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, we're all working towards the same uh, challenges and goals. Uh, it's just a matter of what our focus our focuses are. Um, and how we go about doing it. Yeah. So when I yeah. talk to people at FNM, I say, well, you only have three choices. You can join Citizens Climate Lobby, you can join Max's group or, and Sunrise, or you can join both. But you don't have the option to do nothing. No, not not not, <laughs> not right an now. Option this year. So and not so, right now. Yeah. So we we've definitely been been pushing to get the the young uh, students involved and uh, Hopefully, we're going to sign up a bunch more of them before the October 18th, I think it is, deadline in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So, so Max, how are you guys, what are you doing to do, to outreach? Um, are you doing one of those, the phone, letter writing, or postcard? Yeah, the, is there the, one you're going for? Um, the one that I think would probably be the easiest to get as many people as possible is the phone banks, um, just because I know people sometimes, uh, sometimes just feel more comfortable talking, and I know that's something that uh environmental action alliance my group has done in the past so i know we'll focus on that but i want to work and reach out to members of the club to kind of work on all of the the three get out the vote initiatives because i think that there's something more personal about writing a letter uh to um your political officials i think that even though it might seem a little bit old-fashioned um it can go a long way i think uh especially if you are doing it um, with uh, a bunch of other concerned citizens. Uh, and there's a lot of FNM students uh, that might not know exactly how to contribute to like um, the solution, but want to. And I think that these programs will help people feel a little bit less helpless too, uh, especially yeah. with having to be, yeah. have been home this whole time. Right. So are you guys thinking of signing up for the 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 climate action challenge so that you could uh, set a goal for like, all right, let's get this many members and make this many phone calls or, you know, set some kind of goal for yourself. I'm having an, uh, a meeting with the leaders of, of my club tomorrow to figure out exactly what we want to focus on this fall. Um, so that's definitely something that I want to talk about uh, with yeah. them. Yeah. We've, we've invited, him, invited them to join us, but I would like to see him, yeah, do their own challenge. I think that would be yeah. that would be great if they could do one on campus. Yeah, that would be cool. And you might still be able to do some in person. Are you guys meeting in person on campus? Or As of right now, it's hybrid. So the the oh, capacity okay. at FNM is probably around fifty percent. They're only going to be bringing back like around eight hundred to thousand students, which is usually around twenty three hundred students. So mm -hmm. they're just trying to keep account for like testing capacity and contact right. tracing. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Cool. So, um, Jim, and I see a note from Susan, excited to get on board with the message, fewer obstacles, more action, just do it. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah we'll, uh, we'll take Nike's slogan. We don't mind. <laughs> no, yeah. They probably stole it from somebody else. Anyway, yeah. so. Um, so, Jim, do you want to start by explaining what the different programs are that you're using and how 
how those each work or sure. Sure, um, however you guys want to do it? The letter writing program is, is a program called Vote Forward. And you go on to their website and you can pick a campaign. They have all the campaigns. They're in 10 swing states. Um, so I, for me, I scroll down to Pennsylvania. There's two different campaigns in Pennsylvania. I pick one. It says, would you like to print five letters or 20 letters? So if I print 20 letters, it, it automatically sends them to my printer. And um, a lot of, about half of it is pre-printed and it sends a list of the person that, uh, that the letter is going to. So then you personalize them and, as, and you handwrite the envelope because that's really, people don't see handwritten envelopes very often. Mm, right. So the contribution for the person to do that is the envelope and the stamp. So for people that are a little more financially, fiscally uh, challenged, the postcards are 35 cents instead of 55 cents. And that's, that's a program called Postcards to Swing States. And if you go on there, you sign up and you tell them where you are and they, they, they have to go through a process and they approve you. And then they will send you 200 pre-printed postcards, which I, have, I don't, won't get mine till next week. Um, but then your contribution to that there again is the stamp. So, um, and then you get 200 now for People in our group were saying, yeah, you can get 200, but you can hand them out in packs of 25 or 50 or whatever you want to do. You don't have to do all 200 yourself. I'm doing yeah. 200, but that's, I don't expect everybody to do 200. So that's, that's another way you can go. And the phone bank option we're using is the Environmental Voter Project, which is uh, now in, in also in uh, 10 states. And you sign on to them, and it's very much like you would sign on to a phone bank for your local candidate. Um, you use their dialer on your computer, so you don't have to have any special equipment. It brings up the um, script for you. It's very short and simple. Right now they're asking, they're dialing mostly for people to ask for a mail-in ballot. Mm, and then that's they, a good will idea. Pivot, they will pivot to get out the vote as they go. And it depends on the state. Not every state allows mail-in ballots, but so they're, you sign up for like a one hour shift and um, the calls are screened um, to people that have shown interest in the environment. So you're getting people that are somewhat sympathetic to what you're doing. You're only going to talk to them for one or two minutes and you're asking them to get out their vote or to mail in ballot or you can send them the information to how to get a mail in ballot in their state. And then you fill out the little check marks on the on the form mm. and, and you hit next and that data is already is automatically entered into their database and you go on to the next call so it's very simple and uh there can just like vote forward is also um has screened the people and we're only mailing to people that have shown interest in the environment so the environmental message that we're sending should be well received all of these programs are aimed at people that have kind of iffy voting records. They're the people that vote every election. We don't have to go out and get them. We know they're probably going to vote. It's the people that only vote once in a while that we want to say, this is the year that you really need to do it. <laughs> right. 
if you want to save the environment, it's on the ballot this year and you can vote directly for it. So that's right. what we're, we're saying in our letters uh, and uh, and in our phone calls. And so that's, we have that's uh, kind of cool that you're that it's so it's really a nonpartisan message. Yeah, we're, you're we're, really you're really just saying, you know, vote. And yeah, if they're already just vote for the environment and mm -hmm. and you don't have to, you can send it to everybody because we're only, yeah. we're only ask, making that one ask. We're not telling you who your candidate are, is or isn't. We don't care. We just want you to vote for the environment. You know, right. that's, that's what I write in my letter. Yeah. And especially in the middle of these, uh, the cascading crises that, the, that our country has faced the last few months, I think the, the very, the, the, the very one thing I think that everyone can benefit from is practicing their civic duty and reminding themselves that like everyone has a stake in this society, even if they might not feel like they are uh, from people that are in positions of power. I think that's been a common theme uh, that a lot of uh, Americans have felt the last four years. So I think that people will definitely be more inclined to, to, to listen to what um, uh, uh, the, not only our organization has to say, but also just um, the idea of just being more civically engaged. I think, especially in my generation, a lot more people are realizing that government can be a conduit for good if it is checked by the public, so. Yeah, and probably a lot of your audience has done door-to-door -door canvassing, which they're familiar with and is not gonna happen this year for the most part. So this is a way you can do something instead of door-to-door -door canvassing. You're already used to contacting the voter. This is just a different way to do it. You know, this we've we've had to adapt to the circumstances. So this is the way we're doing our outreach. Uh, we wish we could go door to door. Um, we may do some lit drops, but we're not going to be talking to people. Yeah. I don't think by November. I don't see it getting better by then. So yeah, this is the this, safest way to do it while also trying to reach out to people that will make this uh, <laughs> election very close. So yeah, you know, and I, I think the other important part about this is that, um, you know, you hear that there's a lot of groups that feel like they haven't really been contacted that much, like uh, um, Latino voters in particular. Mm -hmm. um, and and so and that also tend to be very pro-environment. And so I, I think it's, you know, it's just the same thing that we've been saying is that we can wait for our you know, some big organization to try and take it on. But if we all just do our part and take some responsibility, which is what you guys are doing um, and saying, you know, this is something, uh, Jim, I think you said that you could do about 20 letters in an hour. Right. Yeah. Once so, you get on to it, you about 20 letters an hour. And for people that these groups that are underrepresented, that's the, where the environmental voter project comes in because they're asking people, to register to vote, they're they're asking them to register and get a mail-in ballot. Uh, the people in vote forward and postcards to swing states are those people are taken off the voter rolls. So, to to get new people, then we we want to push people toward the phone calls because there we're asking them, are you registered to vote? If you're not, you know, get registered and, and ask for your mail-in ballot. So we're trying to do both and. Uh, it is important that people realize that there is a deadline in each state of when you can get registered. Some states right up to election day. That's not the case in Pennsylvania. It's three weeks before. So mm. um, 
people have to be aware of that and, and get out there and get registered now. Yeah. Yeah. And um, another thing that we were talking about before we before we went on camera was some of the stuff about the post office. And so I know there's also campaigns out there about supporting the post office um, and doing what you can to ensure that those bills are passing. I think the you know what 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 we've been talking about and this idea with the Green Team Academy and also doing the International Climate Action Challenge is that when you do it alone, it's kind of hit and miss. Mm -hmm. You know, you sign up to volunteer and then the next time they want you, you can't do it and it kind of falls apart sometimes. <clears throat> so if you do this thing as a team and you set a goal, okay, let's do a thousand. Because if you just said, Jim, 20 letters in an hour, then if you <laughs> said, all right, let's make a team and let's do a thousand outreach of some kind to voters. Yeah. Um, you know, I could imagine like for you, Max, that you could do that, that your team could do a thousand. You get 10 people and they each were to do a hundred even, um, then that could, that could definitely Yeah, it'll work. be interesting, especially um, with this being not only an election year, but also dealing with the, the COVID crisis and just people moving uh, on and off campus, but based on if they have to quarantine or not, it'll definitely be a different dynamic for, for, <laughs> for reaching out to new people. But there are a lot of public spaces at FNM's campus where uh, a lot of groups and organizations will table because it's just easier uh, mm. to point them out than yeah, that. You, so, you have quite a few lobbies where you can spread out and get a half lobbies, there's a few yeah. green, like, There's a, few, there's yeah, a lot of open green spaces. So mm -hmm. if people don't feel mm. comfortable going inside, mm -hmm. they can just pass by and like sign up on a laptop that we provide and then we wipe it down and then start again. Like, there's ways of us doing this, even though it may be inconvenient. And I think that is a big part of it too, just jumping over those hurdles uh, because even though it might seem tedious, it's very insignificant <laughs> in comparison to, to an action right now. Yeah, in Pennsylvania, you can, you can register to vote online in less than two minutes. Yeah, it's so, very, it's very so straightforward actual physical get out the vote, we can put our banner up and we can stand back from the table and explain to them how to do it. They can, it'll be signed on to the Pennsylvania website. All they have to do is fill out their information and hit enter. Um, we'll mm. wipe it on the keyboard and the next person can come up. I mean, it's yeah. still, we can still do it safely. And uh, it, it is really easy online. It's very, very simple. And Franklin and Marshall College itself has like a get out the vote um, program uh, yeah. that tables every yeah. week, uh, usually in the fall or around uh, election cycle. So I'm sure that, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that they would be interested in, in, in expanding the amount of tabling that they can do. So yeah. that'll just be yeah. another contact to reach out to. Yeah. I, I think another thing that's important is that right now, as people are kind of isolated and don't have an opportunity to really work together, you know, you you can't, play sports or a lot of the yeah. things that people would normally do together. And so seeing this opportunity as, okay, let's do, let's, let's get together. You know, this gives us a reason to get together. Maybe we can table outside. Mm -hmm. I did hear um, Americans for Prosperity was interviewed on, uh, on uh, NPR a couple of days ago. They're doing door knocking. That's a very conservative group mm -hmm. um, that's, 
probably not wouldn't be environmental voters. Um, but you know, so this this thing of finding ways to connect to people person to person, especially in this time when people are lonely, and that's what they were saying in this interview is that they're finding when they do knock on the doors that people are wanting to talk to them for longer um, because they're, a lot of people are isolated. And so I think what you guys are talking about is really important as a way to make those kind of human connections and say, you know, we care about you and, and we care about the environment and I, and we think you care about the environment. So we want to work together to, to make things better. So that sounds good. All right. So um, if, and Bill left a message, getting out the vote so important. Um, and yeah, and it's great that there's a way to do uh, pro-environment voters. Let me just see what his, it's saying here. Do you have a way to coordinate the phone call and mail option? If you reach someone on the phone bank call, can you then send them a letter? Are those... Um. I don't think the phone bank gives you the um, the address, uh, although I'd have to check. Uh, mm -hmm. Although if you are connected with something like Vote Builder, um, there the uh, if you use a Vote Builder uh, phone call list, that does give you their physical mailing address as well as their phone number. So if you mm -hmm. use that program, you could yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think what you guys have showed is that you don't have shown is that you don't have to start from scratch in any of right. this. But somebody's yeah. already done so much work and you just have to pick up the ball. Yeah, and just try to get as many other people to join to, to tag along too. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the big things that we've been learning. I've been learning, especially from my friends in the Philippines and in Africa, about, um, you know, not to just do a single thing, form a team, and then have that team form a team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So after you like, okay, now you've tabled with us for a little while, are you ready to get, get your own group going? Where else could you do this? Maybe at your faith community or your neighborhood or, or somewhere else. That's essentially what happened with um, when I met Jim, because I was, I met, I met Citizens Climate Lobby through research I was doing over the summer with a professor on, climate change and immigration. And mm. we were presenting um, just the, this discourse about climate refugees and instead of yeah. focusing on climate right. resilience versus actually making the entire world and people's you know home places habitable rather than have to create these discourses where people's lives are just kind of treated as not lives, like just kind of sub kind of putting the whole narrative of the immigration debate and of immigration policy on its head and reminding people that these are human beings that are giving up everything and then some to come here. And so it might be important to hear their perspectives. So I got to meet Jim and uh, many other CCL Lancaster members through that. And then from there, I started trying to go to their meetings and Jim and I would meet separately and we would do our own little projects with FNM students as well, just trying to bring more students into the uh, the activism world because there's yeah, a there's a big appetite brainstorming for it. Sessions. <laughs> yeah, pretty much a lot of a lot of brainstorming, trying to figure out how to make these issues more accessible to people, how to educate, how to get educated if you really don't know 
about a lot of these issues because I'm, I'm a government environmental studies major and a lot of these topics are ongoing for me. And so I just, a big part of it, of the learning experience has been doing this work with Citizens Climate Lobby and Sunrise Movement and just talking to people. It's all part of the, it's been a part of the learning process for me. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it's great to um, meeting you, Max, and to know that you have those other contacts. And so, you know, letting them know that like for our 2020 International Climate Action Challenge, if anybody is trying to change an initiative, you know, change a policy, um, get, do a river cleanup, like whatever they want to, to people want to work on, do some kind of racial justice initiative and environmental or I mean, immigrant um, policy change for how immigrants are handled in your areas. I know we have a lot of issues right here. Um, but well, I know if, if, if people yeah. don't have a project, if they go down through and look at the mentors list, you can get a lot of ideas because there's a tremendous variety of, of, in the mentors of the projects that they offer. So just going down through there and knowing that that person will help you do your project is, is an amazing resource. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have people that are doing you know, planting 10,000 trees and um, just like kind of you name it, uh, working on international waste initiatives or, um, you know, starting compost clubs. So pretty much anything that somebody would want to do, that's a place that they could get some help. There's so many different scales to it. And if you ever feel overwhelmed, then the first place to look is back in your own community because there's sure to be something that already exists, as you just said. So yeah, you don't have to feel like you're going at it alone. Exactly. Exactly. Well, cool. All right. So uh, we put all the, the notes to all those different programs in the uh, in the notes there. Oh, I want to mention there's one more that I found, which is Vote Earth. And that was mm -hmm. one that um, Derek... Mugisha Emanuel had mentioned, and they do have a, an internship program for university students um, who want to do outreach around getting out the vote. So I don't know too much about that program, but I put it in there in case that might be, that might be something, especially, you know, especially this semester when things are kind of up in the air, might yeah. be nice to have a, an internship uh, around uh, voter registration. Yeah. So, yeah, something to to focus my time in in a positive way. Yeah. All right. Well, I think Susan's giving us all the thumbs up. <laughs> Susan and her cat. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for everything that you're doing and for sharing what what you're doing. And um, would love to help anybody that wants to to do a voter registration team to do it as part of the 2020 international climate action challenge yep. so that come and join us and yes. get the book and the workbook and all the mentoring and and support and really um have have this be the first thing that you do but not the last thing um that that you're doing in the world there Absolutely. yeah <laughs> Well, thanks for joining us, Max and Jim, and um, thanks everybody in the Green Team Cafe, Green Team Academy, and we'll see you soon. Okay, thank you for okay. having us. Bye, guys.